You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back, everyone, to What's the Lesson podcast. <laughs> she hit an octave there. <laughs> What's the Lesson? We're your hosts, Jill and Mary. What's going on, you guys? How's it going? Back at it again with a conversation that is very near and dear to Mary. And Mary and I. <laughs> Just, Just me. Mary. <laughs> I and said that with so much conviction you did. too. Um, and it's near and dear to our hearts because it seems like we have a conversation around this pretty frequently. I'd say at least two or three times a week. I agree. If this were on our website, which maybe it we might should be. add, <laughs> the frequently asked questions, this is a conversation that we want to spend a little time on and why we wanted to create a podcast around it. And today we're talking all about expectations. expectations. (laughs) We all know them. I think we all probably don't love them, which is why it's even more of an important conversation, I think, to have around your kids. I agree. Because um, from our experience, parents, caretakers tend to put a lot of expectations and I won't say unrealistic I'll just for now say a lot of expectations on their kids which is great we need bounds to operate with it absolutely um we're not saying to go ham no we're not we're not saying don't put expectations on people what we are going to talk about is unrealistic expectations yeah because that's where we see tension within relationships Mm -hmm. happening. That's where we see girls going within themselves. That's where we see anxiety and depression start when people aren't hitting the mark because they're not set up for success. Right. And when Mary and I sit down with the girls that we work with, we really try to let them know that we have a safe space. The safe, like the, the safest. There is nothing that they can tell us that will shock us or Make us think differently. Well, and you're going to hear this time and time again throughout our podcast, I am imagining. (laughs) Nothing you can say will shock us because we've probably done done it it. maybe twice and taken pictures off those disposable cameras that were (laughs) cool when we were that age. When we tried to send them to Walgreens and they were like, we can't. Uh, actually, we, we can't develop those. We can't. We're, we're sorry. That was against our <laughs> policy. Um, but this is why we make good mentors because mm-hmm. we've put ourselves in the sticky situations. We've been met with unrealistic expectations. We've failed miserably, quote unquote, mm-hmm. within those expectations. So to have some time and to have put in lots of work on ourselves in that time right. to separate from 
what those were, this is why we make really good mentors. I agree. Great mentors to the girls, but now with the experience and knowledge that we have grown in our adult life, we can support the parents as well by holding up a mirror. And it's not always easy to have to have Nobody likes a mirror. Nobody (laughs) likes a mirror. To have to have tough conversations. And, you know, I mean, Mary and I are getting better at it with practice um, because we never, ever, ever want to tell a parent that they're doing a bad job. Well, it's not our place. And it's not our place. You're yeah. absolutely right. It's we not. can support and guide and give information that we have garnered over not only the years, but especially the last year in our business where we've very pointedly gone through trainings and become, we've leveled up our KSAs, so our knowledge, skills, and abilities in this department. Mm-hmm. But like Jill said, we never want to say that somebody's doing it right or wrong because that's not our place. We're here as, I see us kind of like... um. At a bowling alley where they put up bumpers for kids. <laughs> I was going to say Oprah. Just kidding. <laughs> two, two totally different thoughts there. <laughs> you know, she was going down the bowling alley. La- yeah. Okay. Sorry. Like, yeah. No, but I'm, but I'm feeling I just, that. Yeah, I see us as guardrails. Where are the bumpers? Yeah. Yeah. So expectations. A lot of times when parents hand over their daughter to say, hey, we need support because she's lost her light. And we need help figuring out why and how to get her back to the place that she once was at. Yeah. Where her light was really bright. She was her confidence fun. was through yeah. the roof. She was a free spirit. She had not a lot of cares in the world. And when we sit down with girls and we get to know them and we have really great conversations with them, a lot of times the pressure that not only she has with her family, but friends, the team or activity that she's a part of, there's a lot of pressure to perform. Oh, totally. And to live into a certain image. Other people's expectations. Right. Well, and on the opposite side of that, yes, there are expectations from all of these different entities. We call them hats, all these different hats that girl has to wear. But a lot of the times what Jill and I experience is being told one thing about the girl we're working with and experiencing something totally different. Like, I want her to work with you to gain her confidence because she's really shy. She won't talk to anybody, anytime, anywhere where we have our first or second or third meeting with her and she just comes completely out of her shell. I mean, a million miles an hour, chatty Kathy, you would never peg this girl as shy, quiet, introverted, nothing because she's showing up in a safe space that we've created for her to be fully herself and feel fully supported and and comfortable to do so. So a, a lot of the time it feels like that's where the unrealistic expectations come from when the parents want something for their child mm-hmm. that their child is just not able to give at that point in time. I was just going to say that. And yeah. you said it so beautifully. And along that line, and we'll probably, we'll, we'll bring it back, but we need to embrace our children as individuals. Just because they came from mom and dad doesn't mean they need to be the clone of who they are. So oftentimes, 
when mom's dad's or a caretaker is taking care of their daughter and her interests are a little bit off, it creates... um, It's almost like a red flag. They're like, oh, something's got to be wrong. Little Jenny doesn't like to golf like me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then it starts to, like, at, at some point, she's going to start creating her own stories to write in her book. Mm-hmm. So what we don't want is that we, we don't want your daughter to start living into an unrealistic story about herself. And then write the whole book based on that unrealistic story. Yeah. Because what's going to happen when she's 25 to 35 is a total identity crisis. Exactly. And we can speak to this because we know it. We know it. We know it because we we have lived into it, it, yeah. But we also know it because we see it happen. I mean, majority of the girls that we work with experience this. Mm -hmm. So, how do we? And honestly, I'm I'm trying to think of like some tangibles to give. Well, while you think of that, I want to talk about one more scenario that we um, that we see a lot. It's no surprise to anybody that was a teen or who has a teen right now that tensions can be a little high around the house and you definitely experience butting heads around what you see as very menial and small oh, I know where this or is yes. <laughs> something that can be very big regardless, heads, heads butt. Mm-hmm. There's arguments that happen. There's also some grace, I think, that needs to be doled out here a little bit more frequently when at 7 a.m. on a Thursday morning, we're butting heads with our teenage daughter about whatever it is and then sending her off to school and expecting her to perform well. Mm-hmm. Okay, we just got in this knockdown, drag out, screaming match, and now you have to go get an A on your chemistry because test. Because we expect A's in this house. Because we expect A's in this house, which I think there's a whole other podcast 100%. on grades we're and not what that means. We're not saying that's bad. <laughs> but yeah. circumstantially, a lot of the times, Jill and I, the conversation that we have with parents is... Your expectations might be a little high for your child in this season. Mm-hmm. What is she going through right now? Because as adults, mental health has become way more of a conversation oh, nowadays. Big, We're big, allowed to yes. take days off. We're allowed to have down days. Mm-hmm. We're allowed to not perform at our best all day, every day. There's so much more of a conversation around that now. Mm-hmm. However, we still expect that our children show up and perform well. And act politely and, you know, walk in a row and do all the things. And it's like, but why? Mm-hmm. So if she came home with a bad grade, are you going to assess what was happening prior to that test being taken and understand why? Mm-hmm. Or are you just going to glaze by it and be mad? I think that's step number one is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Having the awareness of noticing, hey, was it? Did I set you up for success mm-hmm. for that that morning when you went and took that test? Yeah. And or even okay, the night before. Or totally. Right. So it's having the awareness, but I also think step 2 is is taking responsibility. Like personal responsibility. I was going to say what kind of responsibility, Jill? Personal. Personal <laughs> responsibility. That's PR. the mirror again. Mm-hmm. That's the mirror again and nobody likes to take personal responsibility, but I kid you not, one of my mentors Something that he said has stuck with me since the second I heard it. And it's, 
if you learn to take personal responsibility in every single situation that you're a part of, your life gets a whole lot easier. Oh, and nobody likes that notion. I believe that wholeheartedly. It's like, well, what if somebody rear-ended me at a stoplight? Like, how do I take personal responsibility in that? Right. It's like, you can. You absolutely absolutely can. Sure. Where is it? Find it. Yeah. Because your life gets a lot easier in that regard. Well, and let's take that example for a quick second. Okay. I did nothing wrong. I get rear-ended. For me, I could get out and exercise compassion or patience. That's how I'm owning my energy. Mm -hmm. I'm taking responsibility for how I'm going to, as opposed to reacting, I'm going to respond because maybe that person got a phone call that he didn't want to get Yeah, and he's in a hurry, you know? So it's like, how can that, in moments like that where you're like, no, seriously, I I really didn't do anything. A hundred percent. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's even your energy. How how are you going to just make it easier for yourself, for the other person who's probably going to feel rattled? Totally. Well, and that's such a great example for your kids mm-hmm. to grow up and be. Absolutely. So you know how many times? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How many times, you guys? I I have a big personality, and I understatement yeah. of the year <laughs> big personality <laughs> i have a lot of energy and i also have a short fuse like from time to time when i'm working all day and i'm pouring myself into other things the most important people at night sometimes get the brunt of my day so i'm short and i pop off and i say things that i don't mean but immediately that's where like it's going to happen and I also am okay making mistakes. I'm mm-hmm. human. But I know in that moment, how do I make it right? Because I never want my kid to think he has to be perfect. But what I want him to see is that you can always go and make it right. With humility, with grace, all things you need to give to your yourself. Vulnerability, sincerity, absolutely. So step three then I think after personal responsibility is being able to give those things not only to yourself, but to your family and friends as well. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest gift you can give them. The yeah. best gift. Well, and I think then step four, if we're, we're just continuing down these steps, would be to have an open conversation around what your expectations are moving forward. Yes. Because when you can enroll your teenager into the grand vision, we like to call it co-creating, then you have buy-in from that person rather than placing your expectations, your keyword being your, mm-hmm. on someone else, enroll them in the vision. Because if you can get their buy-in and they're along with the ride, they're more likely to create the results that you want from them in the beginning. Well, and I, I love this example. Let's take a quick example around when your tween turns into a teen and you get to leave them home alone. They get to either watch themselves or maybe they have siblings and you expect them to feed themselves or their siblings for dinner. And guess what? For the last 11 years, 12 years, you've been the person to feed them. That's our job as a parent. We've never once maybe brought them in to show them a couple of things that they can make on their own. So you get home from work 
And I mean, there is the, the microwave is black because they put the popcorn <laughs> upside down, right? And then we get upset with them. And we're in this conflict now. And now we're like, we'll never do that again. And because you expected them to know how to do it you when you didn't show them exactly. the way. Absolutely. Well, and we don't show them the way because we expect them to do it. So we're in this paradoxical situation where it's like they've probably watched us. So they probably know. But you've never had a conversation about how. So then you leave them to do it. You find that they don't know how when you get home and the house is a mess. But you actually never had a conversation with them about how, how there right. were there weren't instru- there was emergency phone numbers. Absolutely. There was who do you call? There was this, <laughs> that and the other. Aunt Lisa will be home at five. She lives right down the road. You'll be fine. Yep. But there was not a step one through five on how to make macaroni and cheese. Right. And I also think I'm thinking of like another example as far as our children when they get upset. This is another one that. I see in friend groups, I see when my kiddos are at sporting events, and it's when the child or the teen, the girl will say in this example, is emotional, and she doesn't know how to self-regulate. So as opposed to you know showing her how to calm down, we just expect her to dry her eyes, rub dirt on it, move on, like suck it up it's not that big of a deal where we haven't taught our our kids this is how you be with your feelings this is how you sit with them this is how you process them because they might throw a big old scene and we're <laughs> embarrassed and we expect them to right be quote unquote little angels well and deals quote unquote Ooh, man i'm the queen of deals i mean they're very subjective right whether you see it as big or small, absolutely. Holy moly, don't ever tell your teenage daughter that something they're feeling is small. Ever. It gets a lot bigger for you. Ever. Yeah. Right? Like her, I don't know, finding out that her friend said something about her. And in our mind, it's like, you ain't going to be friends with her in 10 years anyway. Get over it. That's what we all think. We I know all, that's what we all think. Absolutely. However, in that moment, they don't have the experience to go off of to know that that's true. They mm-hmm. don't know that that's true. That is their, so their world whole world, right world now. comes crashing down yeah. at that moment. It's like we get to be a couple of things for our teens. And it's like we can be the savior or just another freaking naysayer in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's when you gain trust or lose Ooh, trust. I was just going to say, and and what side of the fence do you want to be on? We have so many families and parents who are like, I, I just want her to talk to me. And I guarantee you she stopped talking to you because you weren't listening to her. And that, oof. Sorry for that cold, hard truth. And maybe it was intentional. Maybe it wasn't. A lot of the time it's probably not because – we're human beings again, like we get wrapped up in our day to day and what we're doing and you know, our kids learn from us. So are you are you listening to her while also scrolling on your Instagram mm-hmm. or finishing up your work emails to where you gave her an answer that was complacent and not necessarily what she was looking for? And that's when she stopped talking to you. There's a point in time. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but we would challenge you to take it back to step one and step two and Mm -hmm. find personal responsibility and then do something about it. Yeah. 
Because that's where we can set realistic expectations, enroll our kids in the program, and seek out the results that we wanted from the beginning while having everyone on board with the plan. That's it. And please hear us when we say this. It is about progress over perfection. So if you are feeling a little uneasy from this conversation, it's okay. It's okay. It just means you care enough to take a look at yourself to say, how can I do better? What can I do to be better? Because at the end of the day, we need everybody in this conversation with us, not being perfect, but taking the responsibility of saying, you know, like we got this, we can do this. And I have to remember I was once a teenager, just like my kiddo. Mm. With that, we will catch you on the next episode of What's the Lesson? We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship. (laughs) 